This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. One welcome to Guardians Weekly, Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio for the next hour or so as we continue our off-season shows. Not quite hot stove yet, not while the postseason is still rolling along, but a good show lined up for you today as we'll continue our series of looking back at some of the great games of 2023. And in today's case, hope you can stay with us. It'll come your way in the second half of the show. Not just one game, but a memorable weekend in May for Josh Naylor at Progressive Field against the Angels. One of the tremendous clutch late game home run hitting performances that uh, we have seen in quite some time. And, And statistically, it was the best in terms of eighth inning home runs on for Josh Naylor since 1961. More on that in the second half of our show, so hopefully you can stay with us for that. Also coming up shortly, the Guardians with that reputation as having a tremendous pitching factory, and it showed again this year with three rookies really saving the starting rotation because of injuries as Logan Allen, Tanner Bybee, and Gavin Williams all performed extremely well in their rookie campaigns, and we will talk to Joel Mangrum, who's the pitching coordinator for the minor league system for the Cleveland Guardians about what makes it special, what they're doing right now out in Goodyear, Arizona, and also his work as a pitching coach in the Arizona Fall League. But first, just a quick look at the postseason, which was, it was okay. There were some upsets in the early rounds, the wild card rounds. You saw uh, several 100-win teams go down to defeat much earlier than they expected. No more Dodgers, no more Braves. Uh, The Baltimore Orioles, a 100-plus win team, their season wiped out immediately in the uh, American League Division Series. So from that standpoint, some entertainment value. But the games themselves, there there hadn't been really as as much consistent late-game drama, games that uh, the next day you talked about and said, man, that was uh, some kind of game until Friday night. If you're listening to this on Saturday, last night, Great games in both the American League Championship Series and the National League Championship Series. And the Astros, again, one win away 
from another World Series appearance. It did not look good after they were swept at home in the two games to start the American League Championship Series by Texas, but then they go to Arlington and they hand it to the Rangers. And then last night in Game 5, a pivotal Game 5 that featured uh, a hotly contested uh, hit-by-pitch, benches clear, Dusty Baker ejected, all that kind of good stuff. Um, the Astros win it thanks to Jose Altuve's three-run home run in the ninth inning. One of the great players of our generation, and I know it's hard for a lot of fans to to get behind that because it's the Astros, because of what happened back in 17 and 18 in terms of the cheating scandal. But uh, he continues to be one of the great clutch players in the game today, and his three-run home run got it done for Houston on Friday night. On the other side, the Diamondbacks look dead as uh, they were swept two in a row in Philly, but it's been a different story and with that series shifting to Phoenix, and last night, Alec Thomas, a pinch-hit home run that uh, really spurred on a big rally in the eighth inning, and the Diamondbacks square that series at two wins apiece. And, if you're again, if you're tuned to this on Saturday, a uh, big game coming up on Saturday night in Phoenix, Game 5, before they head back to Philly for Game 6 early next week. So some good stuff in terms of uh, the postseason. Hopefully you've had a chance to watch some of it, and it's been enjoyable for you. You'd love for the Guardians to be there, but not to be this season. But uh, some entertaining games, and it'll be interesting to see who eventually is in the World Series to decide this year's champ. Well, stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching with the minor league pitching coordinator for the Guardians. Some good stuff from Joel Mangrum. That's coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, the people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And earlier this week, we had a chance to head out to Phoenix, Arizona via phone. We didn't have a chance to go out there, but Joel Mangrum is out there. He's the pitching coordinator for the minor league system. He just completed his fourth season in that role for Cleveland. Two seasons prior to that as the pitching coach for the uh, Arizona Summer League entry in the Guardians organization doing some great work and as he will highlight it is not just him it is a team effort and he'll mention he'll name names and uh, mention some of the great people who work in that pitching factory pitching development machine however you want to term it young pitching has been such a key for this organization to keep things going at a winning level for the most part and uh, when we caught up with Joel he was uh, out in the Arizona Fall League and uh, also doing some things 
at the complex, the Goodyear complex for the Guardians, and uh, he filled us in on what's going on this time of year out in Goodyear. Hey, Jim, really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun to be a part of this, uh, to be a part of the organization, one, but a, a part of this pitching group and, and get to be around this group of kids. And each new group that we get each year is uh, adding to our family. and It's been uh, a real pleasure in my life, and I've really enjoyed it a lot. That's for sure. And we're catching you at a, a time of year where there's things going on at the Goodyear Complex. And what do you see out there when you when you go in at this time of year? And, and what are certain pitchers working on to try and be ready to go and make those next steps in 2024? Great question. So we've got, uh, you know, several different groups of pitchers in the building currently. We've got a group that's building up for our velocity camps um, that kind of really get uh, going with high intensity throwing by early November. We've got another group of uh, essentially young starting pitching prospects that are um, in the weight room um, trying to, you know, attack their physical goals as well as begin their, their ramp up for next season um, with their throwing. Um, And then we've got essentially a third group that their primary focus is the weight room. Um, and they haven't started throwing yet, but they're uh, in a hypertrophy phase or a strength phase trying to get stronger and bigger and um, be ready to start throwing here in about uh, a couple weeks. And you mentioned that, and not to get too deep into the weeds on it, but uh, there's that strength component, obviously. But uh, how much is it uh, things that, that you're able to identify with your staff from a, maybe a mechanics standpoint or a usage standpoint that really helps these young pitchers be ready to go? Uh, well, Jim, I mean, as you're, you're well aware, you're a baseball man. I mean, it's um, uh, mechanical efficiency in the delivery is, is a really important uh, component to uh, pitching and, and being able to execute pitches and, um, you know, make the ball move, uh, get the ball to the best spots in the strike zone and, um, and out of the strike zone as well as throwing harder. Um, that's obviously a, a very important part um, of our org philosophy and um, has been there for quite a while. We're joined by Joel Mangrum, who's the pitching coordinator for the, the Cleveland Guardians in their minor league system. And, and Joel, you, you took over for Ruben Niebla, who had developed just a, a great reputation. And it's not just you. I, I know you want to give credit to others uh, that team philosophy, who are some of the others that are a part of this, and, and why does that work um, at this point in time in terms of development? Yeah, great question. Um, it, you know, it's it's never really been a, a one-man show. It's been a group. It's been a team um, from Eric Bender, who's been around with the organization for a long time now, who kind of really heads our department. Um, and, you know, Obviously, from there, starting with our major league staff and Carl Willis and those guys, um, and Joe Torres, um, down to our director of pitching, Stephen Oster, and assistant director, Ben Johnson, and myself and Caleb. And, and honestly, really, the, the glue that really makes um, our pitching group work is our pitching coaches at our affiliates and complexes, um, from, you know, AAA all the way down to the DSL. I mean, those are the guys that are really on the ground with our um, with our players daily, uh, they're the ones that uh, are loving on them, um, you know, pushing them, uh, encouraging them, and um, working as a group is has become really the Cleveland Guardian way. Um, that's the only way that I've known since I've been here, 
and uh, it, it makes it really dynamic from the standpoint of, although you may lose staff members to, you know, uh, other organizations, I mean, our, our org has um, their own way of, of developing pitching, and um, it just continues to churn out because we have a process. Um, we put the team first, and uh, we put our players first. And you mention all this, and, and I think it really stands out in a season like the one just passed where, again, three rookie starting pitchers carried the weight and, and kept the team in contention for a long, long time. Uh, and when that happens, you hear people refer to, to Cleveland as a pitching factory or classroom or, or however it's referred to. And there are other organizations that are doing it well also. But, but when you hear things like that and you see the results at the major league level, uh, what's that sense of pride that, that you and your staff feel um, as you go about your daily work? Oh, it, it definitely makes you proud. It makes you proud to be a part of something bigger than just yourself. Um, you know, it, it makes you proud of the players because uh, you know where they came from, from, you know, acquiring them, our player acquisition group, um, you know, collaborating with our pitching group and then, you know, our pitching group collaborating with other domains and then watching those guys go have success at the major league level. Um, it, it really makes you proud to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, you just uh, – it, it really becomes a family, which is, you know, really unique in professional sports. It's We, we definitely have something culture-wise that uh, most do not. Um, you know, to your point, there's, there's other organizations that are doing a nice job of developing pitching. But we, we like to think of it as a, you know, call it a factory, but we, we like to think of it as a family. Joel Mangrum joining us. He's the pitching coordinator for the, the Cleveland Guardians. And, and Joel, this fall, you, you have an opportunity to be the pitching coach for one of the entries in the Arizona Fall League up in Peoria. And obviously that features um, members of the, the Guardians organization. And uh, what's that experience been like for you, as you, especially from a pitching standpoint, where I know you have to be careful in terms of, of innings and things like that for some of these kids. But uh, what is that experience like in, in the Fall League where it seems like the the level of play is really, really strong? Yeah, Jim, it's, uh, it's been nice to be back out on the field every day and, um, you know, building relationships with the players and um, getting to coach a little bit again. Um, it, it is. It's a, it's a really strong league. Um, it's been a lot of fun to, to watch every night, to watch our guys go out there and compete. Um, it's, it's definitely been uh, a new experience for me as far as, you know, getting to coach in the fall league and, and uh, watching some of our better players go out, um, you know, really attack today. And uh, we obviously get the daily reports and, and see the lines in this day and age. There's, there's no secrets out there in terms of prospects, but um, <laughs> obviously Chase DeLauder and, and Kyle Manzardo are having big falls. But uh, on the pitching side, um, a kid who spent most of his season at Lynchburg, Ryan Webb, it looks like he is, has really taken some steps forward. And, and what have you seen from him, uh, especially in the fall at a time where maybe not a lot of pitchers have that opportunity? Yeah, it's uh, Manzo and, and, and Chase are uh, worth the price of admission every day. That's for sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of nice to, to see those guys go out and uh, – you know, and really swing the bat the way that they are currently and, and kind of really get their name out there even even more so than what they had up to, you know, up to this fall league. But uh, but Webby is, 
has been a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, he's always been a really, really competitive person. Um, he has really started to turn himself into a pitcher and, you know, learn the nuances of, of his craft and, um, you know, really develop his secondary and attack the strike zone, get ahead of hitters. And, and it's nice to see him be able to start putting some guys away and, and striking some people out. So for someone like that who spent most of his season at the high A level, how big a jump in competition is this for him this fall? Well, it, it's it's definitely a little bit of a jump, that's for sure. But, you know, uh, Ryan pitched at the University of Georgia, so he's an SEC guy. I mean, he's accustomed to, to having to make some jumps from high school to the SEC and then the SEC to professional baseball. And he's adapted nice. I mean, he, you know, he had a little bit of a learning curve last night. Um, you know, the way that we talk about it is it just your – your A day, your B day, and your C day, and you know when you're you're not going to have an A day every single night, but you you have to be able to be competitive and keep your team in it and pitch and and do those things and, and not blow up the bullpen as well. And um, you know th- these are good learning experiences for him. So it, it's been it's been nice to see him adapt and move forward and continue to develop. And not to put you on the spot, but. Um... Uh, maybe a, a name or two as well that, that we should keep an eye on maybe this fall or, or at some point in spring training that, that is exciting to, to really get to keep a, a watch on as things go by? Yep, Ron Webb's a good name. Um, another really, really good name, Joey Cantillo. Um, he's somebody that our, our group uh, takes a ton of pride in watching him pitch. Um, there's several names. You know, obviously, Rosie, that, that uh, we're really, really proud of. We're excited to see, um, you know, from Cade Smith to Doug Nikhazy, Um, You know, we, we've got a couple more guys that we feel, you know, can really help our major league team at some point over the next couple of years. And we're excited to continue to see them develop. And in closing, we were talking earlier, obviously, you're, you're on your way into the Goodyear Complex for the, the camps, the offseason camps. And, uh, you're working in the Arizona Fall League. What's the off season anymore for baseball? <laughs> Do you have one? Hey, just uh, that, that, there isn't one. You get a couple of weeks in, around Christmas, um, you know. But to, it's not a job, you know, Rosie. I mean, it's just this is a passion for us all. I mean, that's the the wonderful thing about our organization. I mean, from Chris Antonetti all the way down. I mean, there's there's not much of an off season. It's you know, it's daily. How can we make this organization better? And um, on, on our side and pitching, it's it's about our players and, you know, what can we do to help? Um, what can we do to, to, you know, help our major league team win a World Series? It has been fun to watch. And uh, last year, just a, another great example of how important it is to, to develop your own pitching. And, and the Guardians do it as well as anybody in baseball. And, Joel, thanks a lot for coming by and, and sharing some thoughts. And enjoy the rest of the fall. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. That's Joel Mangrum, the pitching coordinator for the Guardians minor league system. Stay tuned. More to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Don't go away, folks.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And it's time now for our regular off-season segment, a look back at some of the great games of the prior season. And in 2023, we're going to combine this into three games in what became the Josh Naylor clutch-hitting weekend. This was in May at Progressive Field against the Los Angeles Angels. Naylor, by weekend's end, in consecutive games, three straight games, would hit a home run in the eighth inning or later to put the Guardians in front. They actually lost the first game of that series on a Friday night, but came back to win the next two in dramatic fashion thanks to Naylor's heroics. And it turned out to be noteworthy because no one since 1961, that's the expansion era, had ever hit go-ahead home runs in the eighth inning or later in three consecutive games. Naylor did it this past May, and here's how it went. The Guardians on Friday night, May the 12th, were taking on the Angels. Cleveland kind of middling along in, in a, a 500 mode or so. They were three games under the 500 mark at this point at 17-20 and 20 on the season, third place in the division. And meanwhile, the Angels came to town. They were 20-18, and 18, but... They were still healthy. Otani was healthy and playing. And Shohei Otani, of course, went on to a, a tremendous season before he missed the last two-plus months due to injury issues. Mike Trout also missing significant time, but he was on the roster and in the lineup during that series in May. So the marquee stars for an Angels team that thought it could do damage in the AL West and at that time certainly was positioned to do so. It set up a really intriguing series, and on that Friday night, the Guardians got on the board in the first inning. A triple by Ahmed Rosario brought Jose Ramirez to the plate. They're not going to give him anything to hit here, or you wouldn't think. Now they bring the infield in a little closer, the pitch, and he swings and drives one to deep center. Trout on the run. Track near the wall, and he makes the catch, slams into the wall, falls to the turf, and hangs on. It'll be a sack fly for Ramirez, and it's 1-0 Cleveland, and Trout hung on after slamming into the wall just as he got to the wall to make that catch. And Jose Ramirez with RBI number 21. Cleveland added another run in the second inning with a runner at third and Miles Straw looking to come through. And the pitch and Straw lifts one in the air at best medium deep center. Trout's got it. Here comes the tag. Here's the throw to the plate. The slide head first and Naylor's in safely and he's hurt. He got underneath the tag of Thice and he is holding that left arm as he is slow to get up. Meanwhile, Logan Allen was on the mound for the Guardians. The rookie, in the third inning, he had his hands full facing two of the game's best hitters in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, but he was up to the task. Here's the set by Allen, the pitch, and he got him swinging. And Mike Trout, after a good at-bat, becomes the third strikeout victim. Two down in the inning, two men aboard, Cleveland up 2-0, and here's Shohei Otani. Here's the set and the 1-2 pitch from Allen to Otani. Swing and a miss. Chase the slider down and away, and the kid worked out of it, striking out Trout and Otani. Now in the fourth inning, the high-powered Angels, they got their offense going, scoring three times to take a 3-2 to two lead, but it didn't last long as in the fifth, the Guardians had a couple of men on base with Josh Bell at the plate. Anderson from the stretch. Delivers. 
And Bell swings, chops it slowly to third. Up with it, the third baseman Rendon throws to second in time for the force. But scoring from third on the play is Quan. And the Guardians have tied the ball game on the fielder's choice. Ground out off the bat of Josh Bell. We move on to the eighth inning, still tied at three. Josh Naylor's big weekend was just beginning. Second inning here for Matt Moore. He fires. Naylor with a drive to deep right center. Away back. Gone. Oh, no doubt about it. Bomb to the bullpen in right center. Josh Naylor will take his time circling the bases. And the Guardians now with a 4-3 lead here in the eighth inning. And for Josh Naylor, that is his fourth home run of the season. And maybe that'll get him going now. Unfortunately, in the ninth inning, an error, a rare error by Gold Glove second baseman Andres Jimenez, who very well would be the favorite to win that Gold Glove again, and that will be announced in the coming weeks. Well, his error led to two unearned runs, and the Angels escaped with a 5-4 to four win in Game 1 of the series. So on we went to Saturday, the second game of the series. The Angels jumped out to a quick 1-0 lead with Mickey Moniak leading off the game with a solo home run. Then in the third inning, they were looking for more with the dangerous Shohei Otani at the plate. The pitch. Swung on line to left. That's a base hit. Down the line, it kicks toward the wall and goes to the wall. That'll score Moniak. Trout stops at third, and Otani on a two-strike pitch shot one the other way for an RBI double. Anthony Rendon followed with a sacrifice fly. That made it a 3-0 Angels lead, and it stayed that way until the sixth inning when the Guardians got things going. Stephen Kwan led it off with a walk, stole second, and then Ahmed Rosario came to the plate. Now the 2-2. Swung on, yanked to left, down the line it goes. It's a fair ball. Ricochets into the left field corner. Quan will score, and Ahmed Rosario with an RBI double down into that left field corner. And the Guardians are on the board, and they now trail it 3-1. to one. Rosario came around to score on a wild pitch. That made it a one-run game at 3-2. to two. But the Angels answered with a run in the seventh, two more in the eighth. That made it a 6-2. to two. Los Angeles lead, and things did not look good for the Guardians. However, in the bottom half of the eighth inning, back-to-back, one-out singles by Quan and Rosario brought Jose Ramirez to the plate. A swing and a smash into right. That's a base hit. Quan will be waved home. Rosario scampers to third, and the Guardians trail it 6-3. to three. A third straight hit off once as Jose Ramirez with an RBI single to right. Following Jose, Josh Bell came through. The 0-1. Swung on, ground ball, base hit into right. That'll score Rosario. Ramirez makes the turn. He's on his way to third. It's a 6-4 game. The fourth straight hit in the inning. Bell with an RBI single to right. And the Guardians are back in business. And manager Phil Nevin is out of the dugout, heading to the mound. And wouldn't you know it, next up, Josh Naylor stepped in, looking for a little more of that eighth-inning magic. Six to four Angels. Naylor, one swing of the bat. 
could rip the lid off this place. Tapera's ready. Infield back. Here it comes. And Naylor swings and drives it. High, deep to right, away back. Gone! They're hysterical at Progressive Field. A three-run bond to right. Josh Naylor in the eighth inning for the second night in a row. And the Guardians have scored five. And they have come from nowhere to take the lead seven to six here in the eighth inning. And Naylor with his fifth home run and the biggest of the season. Two batters later, it was Andre Jimenez. Now the pitch, a swing and a drive. High, deep to right, there she goes. Andre Jimenez hits his third. It's a six-run eighth. And the Guardians have now a two-run lead on a couple of home runs off Ryan Tapera. Eight to six, Cleveland here in the eighth. And in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe needing a day off. Well, they turn to Trevor Steffen to close things out. Runners at second and third, two down. 8-6 Cleveland. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on a jam job roll toward third. Ramirez gloves, throws, ball game! What a win for the Guardians! Trevor Steffen able to work through the ninth inning and get his second save of the season. And Cleveland with easily its biggest win of the year. Rallying for six in the eighth inning. And the Guardians, a winner tonight over the Angels by a final score of 8-6. to six. So a real nice win, and again, Naylor now with back-to-back -back games where he hit home runs in the eighth inning to put his team in front. And Saturday night, May the 13th, that led to a win and an opportunity at a series win for the Guardians with the finale coming up on that Sunday afternoon. The Guardians got the scoring started in the second inning. Two men on, two men out for Will Brennan. Will Brennan taps one back up the middle. Behind second, off the glove of Nadal. Caroms into right field. That will enable Naylor to score. Throw to second, and Brennan able to elude the tag with his hand sliding in front of the bag. And the Guardians get a run on an air by the shortstop, Zach Nettle. That would be all the scoring for a while in this one as Tanner Bybee was dominant on the mound for Cleveland. Tanner Bybee, this is his fourth major league start and my goodness has he been impressive again here today the young man out of Cal State Fullerton with a payoff and he got him swinging man again 95 miles an hour on the fastball he has sat 95 and if you wonder what's the difference well sometimes the guy may hit 95 once or twice but he is sitting 95 miles an hour in other words, his average fastball is 95 miles an hour today. Otani, the American League Rookie of the Year in 2018, the American League Most Valuable Player in 2021. The pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out again. Pitch down and in, and 
Baby has struck out seven. Two down here in the seventh. But in the eighth inning, the Angels finally broke through for a run to tie the game at one on a sack fly by old friend Gio Urshela. So the Guardians hoping for another eighth inning rally, and they got it started with Miles Straw picking up a base hit. He moved up on a Stephen Kwan sack bunt. Ahmed Rosario grounded out for the second out in the inning. And with first base open, the Angels intentionally walked Jose Ramirez, who would lead the American League by season's end in intentional walks. And that brought Mr. Eighth Inning to the plate, Josh Naylor. Now the 2-0 pitch. Swung in and blasted! High, deep to right! This is gone! Can you believe it? Three games in a row... Three home runs for Josh Naylor, all in the eighth inning. Wow. A two-out, three-run homer to right with winds gusting in. And Naylor is some kind of strong. And the Guardians have a four-to-one lead with two down in the eighth inning as Josh Naylor has taking a page out of a Hollywood script. What a moment for Naylor and the Guardians, and they needed all of those runs because in the ninth, the Angels wouldn't go away. Emmanuel Classe gave up three straight hits to start the inning. Shohei Otani and Taylor Ward each drove in a run to cut the Guardians' lead to one. And with two outs, Brandon Drury was at the plate facing Classe. Here's the set. Here's the pitch. Swung on, ground ball to short. Rosario to second, ball game. And the Guardians have hung on to win a series from the Angels. And the final score here today, it was Cleveland four and the Angels three. So a nice win, not only in the game, but also the series for the Guardians. And again, as mentioned, Josh Naylor became the first player since 1961, the expansion error, to hit a home run in three consecutive games in the eighth inning or later to put his team in front. And after the game, Naylor talked about his big series and the trio of eighth inning home runs. Josh, you had those home runs in the eighth on Friday and yesterday. So what were you thinking when they walked Jose to get to you today? Um, just put the ball and play hard. Um, get a good pitch to hit. Kind of make sure it's in a zone I can, you know, hit a line drive on um, to score a runner. Uh, I was just trying to score one run. Uh, thank God, you know, I was able to get everyone else in. Um, but, yeah, no, I was just just trying to, you know, get a good hit and, and hit something hard where, where no filler was. Compared to before this series, uh, what have you felt this weekend that, that you would attribute to being able to walk in this week or something? Um, I don't know. I think it's just baseball, to be honest. Um you just got to ride the wave. Some weeks are going to be good. Some weeks are going to be bad. Some days are going to be great. Some days are going to be bad. Um, I don't know. You see, as a baseball player, um, you just keep working. You just you keep uh, you keep grinding. Uh, you keep just trying to have fun. Remember, it's a kid's game. Um, uh, I think for me personally, just taking myself out of the equation and remembering remember why I do it. I do it for you know, my brothers, my family, uh, my friends. So I think that takes a lot of pressure off of me and focusing on individual stats or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think you, as, as a baseball player, you just, you have to learn how to ride the wave and 
sometimes it's not going to be going well and sometimes it's going to be going off the charts and you know but you got to stay even keeled is that difficult to do to learn to just ride the wave like you just said yeah um i think it took me a few years into pro ball to kind of learn it and watch other players um kind of yeah i guess just ride that wave and and be be kind of even killed it's tough it's tough as a player uh because you always want to be great you always want to do great things for your team um great things uh, for as an individual um but i think realizing that this game's hard enough um and you know if you do do some certain some cool things a certain day like you'll be be really happy and proud of yourself and you know if you if you don't do good things one day don't don't beat yourself up too much that you know there's god willing is another day you can play you know another game so there it is, a look back at one of the fun weekends of the 2023 season. Guardians taking two out of three from the Angels on a wild weekend and certainly a great weekend at the plate for Josh Naylor, who would go on to hit 17 home runs on the season and drive in 97, a career high for him. And bear in mind, he missed a month due to that oblique injury in August. Surely he would have had more than 100 runs driven in this year for Cleveland. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come as we wrap up this edition of Guardians Weekly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Jim Rosenhouse back with you. It's Guardians Weekly from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, our final segment. And uh, as always, we want to remind you, you can hear our show on the Guardians Radio Network, several stations picking up our show each week, including WTAM in Cleveland, our flagship station, Saturdays at 5 o'clock, at least for the time being. We'll keep you up to date if that changes. And you can also hear the show in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcast. So until next week, thanks go out as always to Brian Matze for putting together our show each and every week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.